Chillax, a podcast where you listen to this while we talk about life, news, and anything interesting. You can listen to this while you are traveling, while you are studying, or while you are falling asleep. I mean, I'm just here to entertain y'all, talk about everyday life, heart-to-heart talks. Um, I just let you all know, if y'all didn't know about this, uh, I have a Patreon page. You can support the podcast at patreon.com, patreon.com slash chillaxpodcast. If you support the podcast, you can actually get an additional episode per month. Um, you will get about 12 episodes a year extra. So that's nice if, if you really want to listen to me more. I don't know who will. But if you are supporting me, thanks a lot. And for those long-time listeners, um, no pressures to sub, uh, sub, subscribe to me. No, no pressures to support. Because at the end of the day, I just want to you know, talk about things and hopefully keep your company and if I can entertain you that's a good that's a cherry on top I guess yeah today is all about talking about the COVID experience I can't believe it you know I, I'm quite sure some of you who have listened to the previous podcast there was like two podcasts where I mentioned I have COVID um yeah today we're going to be talking about uh the experience of getting COVID and how I'm uh recovering from it it, it took a while man it took a while um to get COVID Firstly, I can't believe um, the fact that it, COVID happened in 2020. Then it, it, only, it, took, it took two years for the thing to mutate until Omicron. Then we hit it. Then it hit me. Because I mean, throughout time, you kind of see the disease. They say they're always um, changing, mutating, and gets more... Um, well, what's the word again? Viral, I guess. It spreads easier, but it's Omicron that really killed everyone. That that really um spread to everyone. So that was interesting, and I finally got it. Unfortunately, I finally got it. Um, it like what everybody said is is a normal experience. I suppose it's just a it's just a a kind of experience where you are just you have your typical sore throat. Nothing, nothing super severe. You're not gonna die. I suppose the vaccine help. Um, that's a good thing, and the experience itself, right? It's even though it's pretty tamed, but it's still pretty bad. Let's be honest about it. I'm not quite sure how. You know, you you have heard of some stories where like people around you, whether where, where they they got it, but then they recover in three days. How is that possible? And they say they have barely any symptoms, just some cold. A little bit of flu, three days recovered. What the heck? Is this their second time or their third time? Or, but it feels like it's their first time. Like some people say it's their first time. So how is that possible? Their, their immune system is what made made out of what? What some super strong white blood cells or whatever not? What what do they eat every day? I would like to know, because it wasn't easy for me. It 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 took. I mean, it was on average, on average is seven days, and it took me seven days. But thank God I didn't. Mine wasn't that that like jialat where it extends beyond seven days but it was it was quite a tough experience but you know let's talk about how i got it i, I have a lot of guesses of how, how i got it of course you know um there are a lot of ways it, i I'm, I'm guessing uh contact uh surface contact you will get it as well so i'm assuming it's surface contact or maybe it's some uh food contact because food is where where I have to interact with other people, right? To buy my takeaway food and all these things. So my guess is that on that day, on that day 
like about a day before I started feeling weird. Um, I for dinner I bought like Boost juice bar, and I also bought sushi as well for my dinner, which doesn't seem like much. I know, but some, sometimes you know, I just don't have the mood to eat an an actual meal, and I want to eat fast. I want to eat convenient, just faster eat then I'm just getting over with. I don't know. I just want to enjoy, <laughs> enjoy more free time. That's the that's the logic. So I went to buy these two things, and then for some reason I think it's the it's the juice bar or something. I think it could be the juice. It's the it could be the boost juice. Boost juice, if you didn't know, is like a a a juice a juice bar, but they 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 blend like frozen yogurt with uh fruits. Then they make it like a blended fruit juice or something. You will see them like their their cup is like in green color. Okay, that aside, I was eating the sushi at home. I finished the sushi really, then I start drinking the juice. Then as I start sipping, it was fine. Then about uh one third in, I started feeling a bit weird. My nose, left side of my nose, nostril, right, smells a bit odd. I can smell something odd. Not 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 in the metaphorical sense. I can literally smell something different. Like there's a different pressure, different sensation. And smell wise something slightly different. There's a change, a very slight change. And I thought, ah, it could be one of those days. You know sometimes um you can sense your sense your body is going wrong and you know that maybe internally your body is like fighting against like the, the virus coming in. Yeah, it's one of those feelings. And then you just pray and hope that you uh, is you are overthinking or you are just praying and hope that by going to sleep tonight, um, next day when I wake up, I I don't feel weird anymore. That's the that's that's what I want uh. But but that did not happen, unfortunately. Then you know, the second day, if if it, it, it felt odd, it felt a bit weird. Like my my throat started feeling a little bit uncomfortable, not to the extent where it's where it's painful, it's not painful at all, it's not painful, it's not even a sore throat yet, it's just something is there, doesn't feel quite right, so I kept drinking water, I kept drinking water, and I just assumed like, oh, you know, sometimes your, your throat a bit dry for the, for the whole day, then you just drink a bit of water, you go and sleep, then recover really, but, dang, that was, that's the warning sign that it's about to come, so on that day itself, I drank, I drank water, I keep drinking water, I keep drinking water. And, but I still haven't feel any very terrible yet. So I drink water. Then, next day, bam. Oh shit. The next day, it hit me fully already. Immediately get fever. Immediately, my whole body just like crash. Like, super fatigue. And then, my whole body aching like crazy. I'm not quite sure whether I got high fever or not, but I have fever for sure. But my, my brain and my body is still functional. Thank God I didn't get headache. Headache is probably the worst. So you, you, if you got headache, you just concuss. You just lie in your bed. But at least I have fever and I have fatigue. So I can still use my computer. Then I'm tired already. Then I just like lie, lie on my bed. But the first two days was fever and fatigue. Then I thought, okay, fever and fatigue is it's terrible. I just need to rest. It's not, fever is not that, not that bad in terms of experience-wise. I think the killer is always the sore throat one. Sore throat is probably the worst. I mean, I would rather have fever and get it over with than sore throat. <laughs> but it was interestingly, it doesn't happen that way because I realized this 
COVID thing, right? It doesn't follow any kind of like virus logic. Because, you know, uh, living in this world for so many years, you have gotten all kinds of virus, right? Flu, cold, whatever, fever. Then you know that, that it follows a certain trend. Um, if fever, then it's fever. Then you get some runny nose or cold or whatever. But then this one, right? It works so differently. I got fever for for first two days. All of a sudden, my throat just... Nothing happened, you know? Nothing. Nothing. No no sore throat, nothing. Just like... um very tired and, and, and fever. Then third day, third day is probably the most interesting experience where third day I wake up, wow, my whole throat just, just inflamed. I have a severe sore throat. My, I think how, how I would describe the experience is my whole, tr- whole throat, right? Feel like somebody like uh, eviscerated my whole, my whole throat. Like somebody take a knife and just started cutting it where it's like, you know, there's a difference between a sore throat, a normal sore throat, and a and a COVID sore throat. I feel like if in my in my own experience, um, a normal sore throat is just sore. It's just um, you know, the sore the the sore experience, strep throat, and all these things. But this sore throat, right, is not really sore. It's like your your throat, right, have have um have scarring because I think in the past when I was in secondary school, right, I. I had a virus also. Then for some reason, my it, it was a different kind of sore throat, and it was a similar experience as well. Where I feel that my my throat there, right, there was a there, there was a huge scar there. Then when I drink water, right, when you drink water with the kind of scar and drink water with sore throat, it's a different kind of experience. Then like when I recover, I kind of cough out like um some throat flesh or something, which is a bit disgusting, I know, but it's the same experience as this current COVID. So I can feel like this. There's open scars. And when I actually um, tried to look for a doctor, it, I don't know, man. Like, if you get it for the first time, right, it can be very confusing. As much as they, they have all these steps and they say, oh, stay at home or whatever. But I want medicine. I don't want to be buying, wasting money to buy medicine, all right? So I want to go and see a doctor. But then I didn't know there was this, there were certain places where they, they accept, they only accept COVID and then COVID cases. And there were, and a lot of places that doesn't accept COVID cases. So I, I, I wasted a lot of time, you know, traveling to different, like traveling to nearby clinics where they say, oh, I can't accept you. Like, what the fuck? And then they say, oh, you need to use flugoware.com. And I'm like, wow, this, this is ridiculous. I just want medicine. And I just want to claim using my insurance. And then everywhere is just flooded. I need to book. I just wish, right, there was like a, there was like a drive-through or like a takeaway shop kind of, uh, style where I just want to go I just I just want to get tested get certified then I show you my art then you record it in your system I get my I get my medicine insurance pay for it and I tell like don't bother me with anything more but it seems like they're making it so difficult like the process like need to book need to wait like it's, it's stupid it's stupid but but it was terrible to the extent where I really wanted to get medicine and all the medicine I I want right that I get it's like damn expensive it's though the, the one the effective ones right are the expensive ones so what I realized is that and if and I realized long ago really and I hope you realize um too that strep seals sucks okay strep seals is is I suppose is affordable to some extent but it's still expensive if you have sore throat usually you shouldn't go for any kind of mean candy or fisherman's friend that one is not for sore throat strep seals is decent but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. You need to go to 
Diflam or Diflam, which is D-I-F-L-A-M. So Diflam right, is something that I think a lot of or almost everyone, uh, all guys who have went to army would be familiar with. Because in army, they don't give strap seals. They give Diflam, which is such a big difference, man. And, and when you try Diflam, right, your life will change almost immediately. You realize that, dang, this... This candy, right, that looks like a strep seal, is life-changing. It's such a, it's like, if strep seals, it's like, yes, uh, times one potency that can, that can cure you or whatever, then diplom is like times 10. Because strep seals, like, oh, okay, it kind of coats your tongue a little, it's nice, but then you still feel the sore throat, like a little there, you know, like half of it is still there, it covers like half. Then diplom, right, the difference is that it numbs your throat. It literally numbs your throat. It's like mala, I think. But it's not. It's not that that it it is mala, but it's not la. It's ma. So so it just and it just numbs your your entire throat where you don't feel pain at all, hardly any pain, and that is magical. And it doesn't it doesn't like the effect doesn't finish in like uh thirty minutes like stre- uh strep seals. Diflam lasts for like. At least an hour, and at least an hour for sure. So that was the magic of it. But you know, in army, you kind of have a skewed. I think the army part really skewed my my perspective because I thought, oh, Diflam, they're giving it out every time. You know, when you have set, you have so true, you just they just give it to you. And I thought, oh, it's quite cheap, right? Then when I saw they were, uh, when they started introducing Diflam in in uh guardians and all these things, then I went and check the price. Fuck, Diflam is, is freaking expensive, man. You have one box, right? Sixteen ninety. What the heck? One box. I think you have two two rows of candy, like two two. I how do I even describe it? They have two sheets or two sheets of candy, whereas strap seals also two sheets, but I think is six seven dollars seven eight dollars. I thought strap seals was expensive to begin with, really, but Diflam is another level, man. Just for that secret numbing sauce. For me, if you are if you are working adult, I'm a working adult. I think it's fine. Just for that comfort, just for that comfort, is is worth it to buy Diflam because of that secret numbing sauce. <laughs> but continuing about the the sore throat part, um, I I yeah I, I went on a tangent actually, so I was I was desperate looking around trying to trying to look for um doctors and and medicine. Then I decided to use the there's a teleconsulting, but the teleconsulting on my insurance doesn't provide medicine, which is unfortunate. But at least I got to speak to a doctor and know more about um the disease. And and what he says is that right, the the sore throat is ulcers. It's not exactly sore throat, sore throat, it's ulcers in your throat. That's why I can feel like when when I drink water, I can feel scarring in my throat, which is which is very painful, the kind of pain that comes from pouring water on your scar, that is exactly how it feels like, which is, ah, dang. And that's the worst part, because the day one and day two where I had the fever and fatigue, just suddenly disappear, just disappear. Then day three, just my throat exploded. Then the day three, the throat, sore throat, lasted all the way to day seven. Then that's where I kind of recovered. Um, near the five, six, seven days, 
uh, it became better and my my ulcer kind of closed up and I can drink water already. But at, at the end of day seven, I interestingly right, uh I realized from day one to day seven, I also have a slight nose blocked. So it's okay, the interesting part about this is is also even though you have sore throat fever, you always associate it with uh there's accompanying symptoms like um blocked nose and a lot of phlegm but that's there's barely any phlegm sometimes there's phlegm i feel that the nose is stuck then when i blow it out there's nothing yellow which is surprising and my nose was still my half of my nostril nostril was still stuck all the way until day seven then when i re- fully recovered my nose still feels a bit blocked but there was nothing to, to sneeze out there's nothing to to expunge or uh to I don't know, push push out. I don't know what what is another word for to 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 blow it out. And and I I can't really I can smell things, I can taste things, but I feel that it's very muted. So the day on day seven, we my friends and I went to Mala, eat Mala hot pot. <laughs> then then it's like the Mala of course I can smell it and taste it. But it was so bad I, I can't taste how the meat um, I can't taste the meat's flavor. Um, the only way is to, to let me taste the flavor is I need to dip it in a lot of sesame oil that I can um, taste the sesame oil, but not the meat. So only strong flavors work. Then I think it took about three, three days later, then the nose just naturally unblocked without any kind of blowing or whatever. No? There's no flame or whatever not, which is interesting, very interesting. Then um afterwards, which is interesting, which is um I think a lot of people talk about side effects that happen afterwards. People say some people say they take three three weeks to recover or whatever. It, if I'm not wrong, most likely the, the first seven days is the one that is severe. Then the last two weeks could be the the side effect. And I was um, listening to one of the podcasts from Joe Rogan. I know Joe Rogan is a bit, um, ca- cannot believe all the words he say, but there was a couple of podcasts where he interviews actual um, scientists where they, are, they, where they have done a lot of research on this kind of um, COVID thing and they are just advising, doing public advising. And they talk about how uh, there's such a thing called long COVID where after COVID, you still might have some side, sim- side, side symptoms or where, where I think the main reason, the logic the person was saying was that because your body just created uh, so much white body cells or your body just needed to, to fight against such a huge virus, then it puts your body in such an interesting, not really interesting, puts your body in a, in a unique state where where creates a lot of side symptom and you talk about how it happens to other kind of uh illnesses where it's so severe that the body just overreacts and then because you have to overreact to fight the sim- the, the, the the illness right then it kind of carries on even after the symptom the illnesses have been have been uh, destroyed and then this this hyper hyper state kind of causes a lot of side effect or whatever not 
So I'm still not quite sure whether I feel anything. People say brain fog. Then I think my, my brain before I got COVID already got brain fog already. <laughs> and at the meeting, when, when the client talking, then I, then I listen, listen, listen. I try my best, you know. I just like look at her. I breathe in, uh, be present, and I listen. First, uh, first half of the of her speaking, understand, understand, understand. Second half, my my mind drift off really. <laughs> then she asks a question, then I say, then I, oh Hong Kong, oh fuck, <laughs> I, I I forgot what she asked. I mean, I kind of get what she asked, but then I don't know the context because the second half I forgot. My mind drift off really. Then you ask her to repeat her question. Because the question, I also, when she asked a question, I also drift off because the question she asked a bit weird. I don't know, is it normal? Is it normal when people do that? Is it, is it a brain fog thing or is it a me thing? Or is it normal for everyone? When people ask weird questions, then your mind will drift off. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit self-conscious and I think it's my, my own brain acting up, you know. So I have no idea whether brain fog is happening to me or not. But I know for sure there's one thing that that has affected me, which is not so severe because I don't exercise, but I want to exercise soon, which is the my heart. I feel that my heart feels a bit off. I feel that uh, it's not really hard though. It's it's the chest part where I feel it's not congestion. I don't think conge- congestion is the right way to describe it. I feel it's a bit strained. A bit um tight, yes, tight is the correct word. So when I breathe, right, it feels a bit tight, but I can I can still breathe normally, but it doesn't feel like it's operating on full function, and and I don't know whether it's it because I eat too much fried food again. Yeah, I now I overthinking again, like I'm trying to think of all the different extraneous factors, right? Uh, so it could be I eat too much fried food. That's why it happens. But it when I eat too much fried food previously. I eat once a week, but then I, my heart didn't feel that way, only after COVID. So it feels a bit tight. And I don't know why. I don't know how, when it will go away. It, it's not to the point where it's so uncomfortable that it would. It makes me keep on thinking about it. Only when I talk about it, then I think about it. Then I feel, ah, now I talk about it, it's still a bit tight. So I'm not sure whether can I go exercise now? Can I go gym? I mean, I, I never gone gym or exercise at all since I started work. But I don't know, man. If I want to go now, then how? <laughs> it's only when you can't do it, then you want to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Um, that. Hopefully, for those who are experiencing it right now, if you're listening to this, you will eventually recover. It just takes time. Just um, get, get painkillers. I think... I think what was the name? Um, I'm not sure where Panadol. Panadol has some um, pain-killing effects, right? Then the doctor from the teleconsulting said some American drug name. I forgot what was the name really. Benadryl or something. Um, that one is used for uh, painkillers. I remember I go and research about it, but I forgot what's the name really. But uh, getting, eating painkillers, throat spray, Deflam definitely helps uh, to make it more comfortable. And yeah, hopefully you all um, get better soon. And through this sharing, I hope you can find some sort of assurance and comfort 
that you're not alone <laughs> in facing this COVID thing. Because as I realized I'm one of the unlucky ones, you know. In my whole entire 10, 10 person friend group, the extended friend group, all these guys that from my uni, only two person, which is me and another guy, got COVID. I was like, fuck, I'm the one that is the most germophobic. I clean my hands. I try my best to avoid contact. Then I'm, I, I, I got it. What, what the heck? Then when I got it, then I realized, for a person who is so germophobic, right, to get it, that means you can't escape it. Right? Eventually, you will hit you. You cannot escape it. Because I don't even know why I get it. Nobody sneaks at me. Nobody do whatever. Then you realize how, how viral it is. You just need somebody to, to kind of use their hand, wipe their nose a bit, then they touch the surface. Then it sticks there for one, one day, right? Because that's what they say. It sticks there for 24 hours. Then you just need to touch that, that portion. Then you're dead, really. Because I don't even touch my face, you know? I try not to touch my face at all. But there's no way you can avoid it. I think I got mentioned it before. There's no way you can avoid it. Because when you come into the house, your hands are really dirty, really. It's not like you go and sanitize your hand before you go into the house, right? No. Your hand will touch the knob. Then you come in, you touch your, your room door knob. You come in, you turn on the lights, you touch the, the light switches really. Then when you carry your tapao food, you really touch the back really. The only way for you to go foolproof, 100% protection, right, is, is to spray everywhere you touch, which is almost impossible. The most I'm doing is just, I come in, I use hand, hand sanitizer, all the, all the switches, knobs already contaminated already. So that's, I suppose I can't just say that I'm germophobic and you're immune me from these kind of things. I'm equally as susceptible. But it's eventual, man. Some of my friends think they're, they're, they're impervious to it. They'll never get it. But it will hit you. It's so viral, you know. It just feels like when you get it, you, if you get it, you will get it. That kind of situation. There's no way you can avoid it. You can run away. Unless you live in an isolated island. <laughs> but that's that. But now that everybody is getting COVID, it's good. Um, then getting uh, vaccinated is also nice. Then also probably going to get third vaccination. Actually, I wanted to go and visit the doctor and record, record the COVID. Then I tried to take the third, third vaccination. But it seems like there are some people talking how some countries only might allow only three vaccinations, which is a bit ridiculous. I'm not sure. But they say that having three vaccines help. Hence, I'm probably going to take it. But it's good, it's good to know that countries are opening up. Now can go Malaysia already. Can travel there. Can eat your... Uh, can eat my yawang. And my fish head curry or bakute. Then I can buy my 10 dental products for, for, for cheap. Sensodyne, $3 only. Singapore, $10. What the heck? Yeah. And hopefully Japan open up. Japan seems to be slowly opening up, but it hasn't opened up to um, foreign travelers, which is unfortunate. But hopefully it gets there soon because two years, man, I suffered for two years. Um, that should be my graduation trip. And I still speak about it to this day. It's that unsatisfied desire. You know? It's that void that keeps on hounding me every day. Whenever I eat ramen, whenever I uh, eat Japanese snacks whenever I watch Japanese content. I still watch a lot of Japanese content because I just can't get over it. I, I, you know, 
nowadays I watch a lot. Uh, Paolo in Japan is cool. Paolo in Japan, quite interesting. Where it he he his series are very nice. Where he cover like a day in the life of a Japanese that is working in a certain kind of job. So you have people who are working as firemen, working as an office lady. That's quite interesting also. Even though it's office lady, which is pretty normal. Then um housewife, uh business owner. Then he also shows um how uh, certain Japanese products are made. Sake, um trains are trains are repaired and all these things, which is very interesting. Like highly, highly, highly interesting. Like I will watch the entire thing. It's like a documentary, you know. But it's more fun than a documentary. It's shorter than a documentary. It's as informative as a documentary, which is quite cool, isn't it? Kind of shows that um TV Documentaries is a dying kind of breed. I don't know. If you can explain the thing in 20 minutes, why need to explain in 50 minutes, right? Maybe there's 50 minutes still has a spot in TV where you can actually delve deeper into things, but seems but the Paolo's one is 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 pretty nice. Then you have um the only in Japan, which is quite nice as well. Uh like only in Japan covers like more more local events and all these things and some unique stuff and i think he's still trying to get back because i think that the the guy lost his one million channel and i'm not quite sure he never explained why previously he was quite pop- popular he has a one million subscriber channel but then i think he he was collaborating with some other company then the company decided to, to take the channel then now he has his own smaller channel but he's still doing quite well I still prefer Paolo in Japan's content. Seems more positive, happy, and more genuine. Then only in Japan is a bit because the guy right who is hosting the only in Japan, he has background in in uh reporting and TV TV series. So the way he does things is very TV TV like, which doesn't feel very genuine. But I prefer his um live live streaming um channel. Where he live stream himself going to different places in Japan, but he only live stream for a short while, and sometimes the video quality is quite bad because YouTube live streaming is pretty bad, and and but it's nice, his live stream is nice, and I've been watching a lot of live stream also because I don't know you watch this kind of shows, um, it's nice to see about Japan, but then live stream is another kind of medium that is. That just satisfy that that urge to that desire to go overseas, because um there's like if you didn't know, live stream have this own category called uh IRL IRL streaming, which is in real life. You have these people that that carries a backpack with a camera, and then they have Wi-Fi in the backpack and battery, where they go around the country, and stream. So essentially, right, you can't go overseas now, but you can watch them travel around the country so japan and this live streamer called uh, rob cd which is r-o-b-c-d-e-e on on twitch is a live streaming platform where this guy uh he lives in japan and he travels around japan and then he shows you all the different cool places cool places to eat cool places where people are hanging out so that's interesting then he visit cat cafe then he try different kind of food and that's nice just seeing him walk the streets and he will drive his bike, his uh bike uh, bicycle down down highways and you see like uh the night scenery of Japan. 
then we see him walking down uh, sakura blossom trees and all these things and also you see on friday saturday nights he go to those uh drinking places then you see the interesting interaction with all these people who are drunk i think one of the most memorable ones that i watched right that's why i think i realized i've been watching a lot of live stream it's like a new te- new tv for me i mean why watch tv when i can watch live stream it's more interactive and it's more interesting and funny one of the interesting moments was when I was watching this guy. Then he was at this drinking place. Then for some reason, right, um, it, because he start, started talking to other people that are sitting beside him. And then he was acquainted with this, um, this very old auntie. Like your typical auntie. Wow, a, bit, uh, a bit plump, then very friendly, that kind. Then the auntie started. It's like she's like a cool girl, you know. She decided to treat him and the guy that was sitting next beside him because he was talking to each other alright like very close now like they are not friends but they get to know each other they got to know each other so they treated him you know to drink go for second round then third round then the lady just paid for everything <laughs> and the lady was just touching the uh, touching the guy trying to caress him trying to <laughs> listen to him like what do you do and they were having fun playing games which was very funny <laughs> then everybody on the because in live stream right there's a chat box at the side where people people who are watching can react live to him. And people are talking, oh, cool girl, cool girl, and trying to bring you bring you back to her house or something, which is which is really funny and very cool. It's like kind of experience you don't even see that in in YouTube or even um any kind of TV shows at all. It's so live, so authentic, and so real, and it's happening right in front of your eyes. It's amazing, man. Once you witness this kind of amazing moments on live streaming right then you would start watching it more because it's such it's such a thing where it's so exciting when it's really exciting then it's also quite calm and chill and quite relaxing when when it's just relaxing watching the person travel cycle or walk around the the country so that's very cool hence i watch a lot of live stream nowadays um yeah Besides the Japan, I think probably after I go to Japan when it opens up, I will go to Taiwan as well. Taiwan seems very interesting. I haven't been to Taiwan uh, for quite some time really. I, rem- I remember the last time I went to Taiwan was in Bali. And, you know, it's time to go back, man. I feel that Taiwan is such an interesting place to visit. All the very nice night market. Then, um, I also want to... Because the time where I went there, right, it was a different crowd of people. Like my friends don't really drink. I want to go there and visit like the see the nightlife and see how it's like the drinking places and also the night market. Night market is of course a go to place. Then also buying a lot of instant noodle for sure. The tapao bag. I remember I, I brought back so much instant noodle. Which is <laughs> it took me quite a while to finish it. And at one point I got pretty sick of it. I don't know. The beef noodle, the the Manhan Da Chan, they call it, um, is the $2, uh, I think in Singapore they sell for $4, but at their country they sell for $2. It's the instant noodle, they have their beef noodle where they have actual beef cubes inside it. It's, it's very nice, but I feel that you can't buy too much. You can't eat it every day. I think I eat once, then I, I, I sick of it already, but it's very nice. So maybe this time around when I go back there, with this new knowledge, because previously I bought I, I bought a lot of the same thing. I should buy different kinds, right? And buy different snacks. 
So that's cool. Then of course, I think I want to go back to Bangkok again. Um, I think this Bangkok, right? There's an interesting story about it that I'll leave for another episode. Uh, the interesting thing was that we went to Bangkok during university. We've, usually when we go to Bangkok, right? You are supposed to go with four person, max four person. If you go any larger, right? There's bound to have problems. And that's what happened when, when we went there with seven, eight person. <laughs> a lot of shit happened, man. A lot of shit happened. So that one was quite an interesting story that I will share with you guys in the future. But Bangkok, I did not manage. I heard that the fried chicken was very nice. And I'm a big fan of fried chicken. But unfortunately, I did not get a chance to eat fried chicken, which is very, very sad. Every day when people mention Bangkok, I think about the fried chicken that I missed out. Is it truly that nice? Probably should have just went ahead and buy the fried chicken. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the end of this podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Today's episode is quite chill. Talk about COVID, talk about traveling. Um that is where I'm where I will take the podcast. Like that's the direction. Let's talk about these kind of things. I, I don't know. I as much as the 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 number of listens or downloads per podcast drops when we talk about things that are non-self-helpish, uh, things that are not so vulnerable or interesting. I think I enjoy talking about regular things and I feel that I want to, I feel that this path is something that I would like to take where I don't have a thousand problems in my life to talk about. I mean, I have big problems, but once you talk about it, that's it, right? You can't be talking about it every day. Which is absolutely ridiculous. But that said, um, if you are interested in supporting the channel, please check out patreon.com slash chillaxpodcast, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Um, you can get extra episodes per month. And yeah, uh, thanks for listening and I will see you all next time.